Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning, London time, on Wednesday the 21st of December. South Korea's export data for the first 20 days of December showed another decline in year-on-year terms. Not as bad as last month, but still very negative. This was led by weaker exports to China. Exports to the United States rose. China is a more important export destination for Korea, about a third more important than the US. And of course, a good proportion of Chinese demand is not actually for the Chinese consumer. China is, effectively, the postage and packaging department at the end of a lot of global supply chains. And so, Korean exports to China may actually represent weaker underlying economic demand from the US, UK and European end consumers. The slump in chip exports is certainly suggestive of that. Overall, the picture is of global consumers switching away from spending money on manufactured goods to concentrate spending money on services, food and so forth. Global trade, which hit a record high as a share of real GDP on surging supply, is now likely to retreat. This accounts for the extreme disinflation in durable goods prices, in the Anglo-Saxon world at least. The UK government's borrowing needs were more than expected in November, and borrowing for October was revised higher as well. Normally, the UK has to borrow less than expected because the economy has performed better. Economic data misses economic activity, but the tax authorities will always find you. However, political chaos seems to have had a more negative effect on economic activity recently, and revenues fell in November. The borrowing need is generally financed by UK investors who repatriate money from overseas. There was a rebound in business sentiment in the UK in December, according to the Lloyds Bank measure. Any sentiment data needs to be treated with considerable scepticism, but there is some logic to this move. The UK consumer was scared by threats of rising energy prices over the course of the summer and became less inclined to leverage the household balance sheet by saving less and borrowing more. Since saving less and borrowing more is keeping consumption afloat in a world where every major industrial economy has catastrophically negative real wages, this all matters. The debacle of the trust government did not cause consumers to rush to leverage Now, however, things have calmed down a little, and so relative to the recent past, the overall sentiment appears to have improved. Against this, transport strikes in December are a potential problem for restaurants and -and bricks-and-mortar retail. They're less disruptive to the economy as a whole because of the ability to work from home. From the United States, we have consumer sentiment data from the conference board today, This is not as exciting as the University of Michigan's consumer sentiment data. There is no breakdown into Republican and Democrat views. However, there's no reason to suppose that today's data is any less subject to political partisan bias. The polarisation of US politics makes these sorts of opinion polls increasingly problematic as a data source. There are also existing home sales numbers, but the message of a weak US housing market should be coming through loud and clear by now, and it's not obvious what additional signals of this nature are actually going to tell us. That's all for today. Have a good day.
UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.